comes from Matthew 25. I think it's one of my favorites, one of my favorites, because it tells us who we are to be in this world. Listen now for a word. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. So this week, the week after Easter, we're beginning a series that Kenny and I have talked about for probably five years. We love this banner and we have wanted to take the lines of this banner and use it as a sermon series. So for the next few weeks, we're gonna be concentrating on what it means to be the church. Last Sunday, we celebrated Easter. We celebrated what it means to be people of resurrecting love. And it is Easter, people who follow Jesus and who are called to be the church. The next few weeks, we're going to be focusing on the lines from this banner, and I'm just going to read it to you. Be the church. Protect the environment. Care for the poor. Forgive often. I don't like that one. <laughs> Reject racism. I do get to preach on that forgive often, though. And funny how that failed. Um, fight for the powerless. Share earthly and spiritual resources. Embrace diversity, love God, and enjoy this life. And all of those are components of being the church. These nine statements represent a collective call to action, a call to be the church. This congregation, Bluegrass United Church of Christ, is part of a bigger church. We're part of the Kentuckiana Association of the United Church of Christ and part of the Indiana Conference for the United Church of Christ Churches. So our little church, sitting on the corner of Don Anna Drive, is connected to other churches who share many of these same core values. While each church has autonomy, and that means that we have some guidelines for what they say we're supposed to do to be the church, but each little church gets to choose who they're going to be. So if the denomination votes on something that this little church doesn't agree on, we can certainly not follow that and still be part of the United Church of Christ. We don't have to be alike. I like that part. Um, we're offered guidelines along the way to define our mission for being the church. The United Church of Christ is this, an inclusive and diverse community of Christ followers connected by faith that calls us to build a just world for all. Our ministries advocate at the national and global level, but our roots, our roots are planted firmly in local communities like Bluegrass United Church of Christ. The denomination is composed of 4,795 churches with 773,000 members supported by 10,000 authorized clergy leaders and over 300 global partners. I got that from the UCC website. Our little church is part of the overall mission 
to build a better kingdom. And the call to be the church provides churches throughout our denomination something to aim for, something to work towards as we all join our hearts and our prayers and our hands to do this incredible work that God continues to call us to be part of. Now, I never liked church history, let me tell you that. I wasn't good at it, and I didn't like it. And I don't want this sermon to be some kind of church history lesson. But I do think it's vitally important that each of us realize that we are a small part of a group of people working together to build a better world based upon God love. That encourages me to know that we're not by ourselves. It is also important for all of us to understand what the church we attend believes. I don't want you just coming here because you like everybody. We still represent something, and it's important that you know what we represent. Before we can be the church, work as a church, live as the church, we have to know first of all whose we are so that we can live and focus with intentionality. I took this from the UC website, and I want you to listen to who they say we are as a church. We believe in God, the eternal spirit, I love that, the eternal spirit, who is made known to us in Jesus our brother, and to whose deeds we testify. God calls the worlds, in, worlds into being, created humankind in the divine image, and sets before us the ways of life and death. God seeks us in holy love to save all people from aimlessness and sin. God judges all humanity and all nations by the will of righteousness declared through prophets and apostles. In Jesus Christ, the man of Nazareth, our crucified and risen Lord, God has come to us and shared our common lot, conquering sin and death and reconciling the whole creation to the Creator. God bestows upon us the Holy Spirit, creating and renewing the church of Jesus Christ, binding and covenant faithful people of all ages, tongues, and races. God calls us into the church to accept the cost and joy of discipleship, and there's always a cost with anything we offer our time for. To be servants in the service of the whole human family, to proclaim the gospel to all the world, and to resist the powers of evil to share in Christ's baptism and eat at the table and to join in both passion and victory. God promises to all who trust in the gospel forgiveness of sin and fullness of grace, courage in the struggle for justice and peace, the presence of the Holy Spirit in trial and rejoicing, and eternal life in that kingdom which has no end. That is a statement of faith from the United Church of Christ. Our BUCC site, and we define it on a very different level. On September 8, 2011, the church officially adopted the name Bluegrass United Church of Christ and adopted its founding document called Who We Are. We are an affirming and progressive Christian community. If you don't know what that means, ask me after church. We seek to be diverse in race and culture and faith tradition and sexual orientation, economics, physical and mental abilities. And in all ways that we are uniquely created. It means everybody can come. 
We affirm and value all individuals and types of families. We wrestle with tough questions with no easy answers. I am thankful to be part of a thinking church. Just come to writer's group if you don't think we think, right? <laughs> we advocate for social justice and peace in our world. Our worship style is blended with a variety of music and liturgy. We come as we are, as we journey together to be who God calls us to be, which means you don't have to dress up here. That's nice too. We read scripture, pray, reflect, meditate, sing, and share weekly communion. We welcome an informal dress code. We enjoy each other. If you don't know we enjoy each other, sit in the fellowship hall one Sunday. Care for one another. If you ever get sick, don't think somebody's not going to check on you. And care for our world. Caring for our world is real easy if you look out on our green lawn and all the work that people are doing to make our community have something that we can share. We are united in our diversity to love and serve in God's world. It goes on to say we're made up of people from a variety of church backgrounds and some who have no church history at all. We're welcoming and affirming to the LGBTQ plus community. Our mission is to respect and appreciate you, whatever your religious experience or understanding. We invite you to come with an open mind. You ever been told to come with an open mind to church before? We promise to treat you with dignity and respect. As a faith community that seeks to serve and learn, we abide by these list of core values. This is who BUCC stands for. They keep us focused and they keep us grounded. Courage. We stand for what we believe. Curiosity, we keep on asking questions. Gratitude, we don't take what we have here for granted. Honesty, we believe in and express who we are authentically. Authentically, that's an important word for me. We hold with patience and gracious space for differences. And love, we believe the divine is represented in everyone. These words, which are a little boring, I'll admit it. You didn't go to sleep on me, but they're important for us to know who we are. We're not just somebody who gets up on Sunday morning and comes to church. They invite us to think about what it really means to get up on Sunday morning and come to this little church and it invites us to reflect on what it may mean, not only when we come here, but what happens when we leave the building. While we often define church as a place that we come, a place to gather, a place to worship God, a place for singing and praying and sharing love and life, there seems to be a larger concept of church and that the building means nothing. Get this, the building means nothing if there are no people or the people who come do so out of guilt or habit instead of coming due to a yearning for the spirit. We wouldn't be much here if it wasn't for each one of us. Some churches are dying. A lot of churches are dying, especially after the pandemic. 
95 UC churches have had to close their doors and sell their building because they either got too small to sustain the congregation and pay their bills, or the last member simply died. 95 since 2020. I said 2000. 2020. 95 churches since 2020. We are blessed to have our doors open after living through the pandemic. The church is defined by those who are part of it. It's defined by who we are. Those who share in the gifts and energy by worshiping, caring for each other. The church is men mentioned a hundred times in the New Testament. It is called the Greek term ecclesia, which means an assembly of the called out ones. Have you thought about yourself being a called out one? The church is a place where we as believers gather to learn and grow and do the work of the church. It really is that simple. We come here and we learn about what it means to be people who are loved by God. And while it's important for us to have the habit of coming to this place, it's equally as important for us to know and understand why we make the commitment to join our hearts with others and to live together as we learn and grow deeper in our faith. How do you define the church? That's a real question. How do you all define the church? Oh, do I have to have candy? <laughs> what is a church, Keith? The people. Did you all ever do this? Is this a church? Is this a steeple? Open the doors. Here's the people. I don't know the rest of it. Okay, if you can't answer what the church is, what does this church mean to you? Accepting. Caring. Healing. Family of believers. Love. You know what it, what it means to you. That's the same as what the church is. Why do you come? To be renewed. Community. Encouragement. To be filled. I'm going to add another one because it feels good when I come here. A sense of belonging. Thank you, Keith. Thank you all for participating. I love to hear what you think because it teaches all of us a different piece. As important as knowing why you come here, it's as important to understand why each of us is making the choice to call ourselves the church. Why are we calling ourselves the church? We could be a Sunday morning hospitality house. Come get your coffee. Right? That's what a lot of churches are. Come get your coffee and sit for an hour and go home. In truth, church is composed of groups of people who gather to worship God. But I believe the mission of the church is so much bigger than just come into this building on Sunday mornings. Don't you all? It's listening to the pulse of God as we sing and pray. It's listening as we hear those ancient stories and figuring out where they match our modern-day experience. It's about opening up our hearts to transformation. It's about learning to act as a group to change the world, to help build the kingdom, not the kingdom. We want a kingdom where everybody loves each other. We might not like each other on any given day, but we love each other. I have been part of many churches in my life, 
and they each had their own purpose and their own mission to change the world. We do too. As we study these nine calls to be the church over the next few weeks, I want to encourage us to reflect, to reflect silently about what it means, but also to talk about it with each other when we're having coffee, about who it is that Bluegrass as a church continues to be called to be. Because we cannot be a stagnant church. We say God continues to speak, and God speaks to us. So what are we hearing? Today our focus is to be upon sharing our spiritual and earthly resources and to help the poor. Poverty is one of the most pressing issues in our world today. Poverty is caused by power and selfishness and cycles of discrimination that just keep people stuck. Poverty is caused by the participation in a cycle and every one of us in this room participates in the cycle of keeping others oppressed. Even if we don't think we do it, we do. We work at places that oppress. We purchase things from people who are oppressed and made to work in factories. We buy food from people that have been forced into child labor. Did you hear the story this week about the Guatemalan children working in slaughterhouses? We eat meat, some of us do and the building is cleaned at the hands of children trying to make a living for their families, forced to go to school during the day, and forced to get up at night and clean blood off the floor of a slaughterhouse in the United States. Makes me sick. Poverty refers to the lack of adequate financial resources such that individuals, households, and entire communities don't have the means to subsist or acquire the basic necessities for a flourishing life. This means being so poor as to struggle to obtain food, clothing, shelter, and medicines. And right here in Lexington, Kentucky, we have families who struggle with food insecurity. Ask a teacher if they have kids who need clothes. Go down the street, a main street, and see how many homeless folks we have. And medicine, there are people with health insurance who cannot buy their medicine in the United States. Poverty is both an individual concern as well as a broader social issue. It's a huge issue. On the individual or household level, not being able to make ends meet can lead to a range of physical and mental issues at the societal level. Have you ever needed money and didn't have it? Imagine being like that all the time and the stress that it puts on you and the wear that it puts on you. Imagine being a mother and a father who can't feed their children. At the societal level, high poverty rates can be a damper on economic growth, and that impacts everybody. And they're associated with problems like crime and unemployment and urban decay and education and poor health. Poverty is a vicious cycle, and it exists in every part of the world. And it is defined by the part of the world in which you live in. This is the definition in the United States. A person is counted as being in poverty if they live on less than $24.55 a day. 
That's not a lot of money. Go to the grocery store and buy a loaf of bread and some milk. See how much you have left out of $24. In Ethiopia, the poverty line is set more than 10 times lower than that. Ethiopian, Ethiopians live on $2.04 a day. And if you ever look at pictures, you'll see the difference in the disparity. BUCC over the years has worked to help relieve some of the stress for the poor in our community. We've really done a pretty good job at that with what we can do as a little church. We have used funds over the years to help families who could not pay their rent, to keep their electricity on. We paid, this is the saddest one for me, we have paid to get a car out of tow because it was where a family of four that attended one of our local schools lived. Did you hear that? They lived in a car in Lexington, Kentucky, and we paid to get their car out of tow because that's where they lived. We have bought glasses for kids who had no money for glasses. We've bought beds for kids who've had no beds, whose parents couldn't afford it. We've provided those typical Christmas and Thanksgiving foods, and we have a food pantry for anyone here who needs or who we know needs food. We've packed backpacks once a month for our local school so that when the kids go home over the weekends, they will have free meals and snacks to get them back to school on Monday where they can get free lunches. Food insecurity in Lexington, Kentucky is real. If you don't believe it, try to get food from the food pantry. Ask Lynn how difficult it is to get the food for the backpacks. We do a good job of sharing what we have, but we have to continue to do so. I believe our world has enough resources so that everybody could live a good life. But what that takes is everybody gets a piece of that proverbial pie, an equal piece. But some of us are selfish, and we don't like to share. And on any given day, it could be any one of us in the, this room. So why is, while we as a church care for the poor and we share what we have, we have to continue to work for the demolishment of unjust systems wherever we can, which can require us to take unpopular stances. It means we have to advocate. Rita Swan and Doug Swan were the best advocators of anybody I have ever met. And if you don't know who they are, Google Doug and Rita Swan after church. They taught me so much about what it means to put your feet to the road and march. I've seen Doug Kwan in a wheelchair out holding a sign against gun violence. And I can tell you this, I've not been out holding a sign for gun violence. I can do better. But we have to keep on doing Jesus was talking to his disciples and to us in this scripture today. Listen to it again. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Bluegrass says, we continue to learn to be the church. May we always, always keep our eyes and our hearts open so that nobody is hungry on our watch. 
so that nobody goes without clean water because we will share what we have and we will work toward clean resources for others in the world. We will help those who are homeless, who are ready to be out of the cycle and need to find a space to live. Some of folks in this place have even invited people into their home. Billy Metcalf, I don't, many of you won't know this story, but he invited someone to live in his home for several years as they tried to um, come clean. He didn't know him. He just met him here at church and took him home. It's a great resurrection story. And then this week when I put a message on Facebook and said, hey, we got a seminarian from California who's coming here this summer to go to Lexington Theological for a week, and he has no money to pay for a hotel room. He has four children. That's when I get to see you all be, your church, be the church at the best. Can't tell you the number of people who've been willing to open their homes. The number of people who said, hey, I can't do that, but I can help drive, or I can buy a, gift, uh, a food card for you. That's being the church. And I love watching. I love sitting back and watching this amazing thing unfold when we find that somebody needs something because your hearts are moved. If it is cold, let's give them a blanket. And I've seen time after time when nobody knows I see. Some of you coming and driving up here to the church and leaving blankets up on the steps for those folks in this neighborhood who are homeless. I've come up and seen the McDonald's bag of food that somebody's driven up when they think nobody's watching and sit out for our friends. And I've seen people bring towels and washcloths so that people can use our water uh, hose to take a shower. I love watching us be the church because that's where the rubber hits the road. When someone is sick, I have never reached out to one of you and said, hey, can you take so-and-so to the doctor? Or, hey, can you check on so-and-so in the hospital? That not someone in this church has not gone and, and sat at the bedside or driven somebody or picked up medicine or taken a hot meal and sat it on the porch. That right there is being the church. When someone is imprisoned in any way, may they never feel alone because we have learned to represent the love of Christ in a way that enfolds every person that we meet. That right there is being the church. Bluegrass, not on our watch. Not on our watch. May we keep our eyes open for the ways to share and tangible ways to care for the poor. And may we always be willing to share any resource we have. Let's just keep on continuing the work of the kingdom, advocating when we can so that all can have an equal piece of the pie. That is what I call being the church. That, has who, that is who Jesus was about. May we follow as we continue the work of the kingdom. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.